0: one whistle we're on our way I wonder where story train will lead us this time we're entering the rainbow tunnel hold on everyone it's off to far far away this is so exciting just on the other side of the short rainbow tunnel lies our destination was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. We're in the African savanna. A savanna is a mixed woodland grassland. So I can see quite a bit of green around. Green, just like my baseball cap. Today's story is about an elephant. And it was imagined by the English novelist, Rudyard Kipling. It's called The Elephant's Child. Long, long ago, elephants did not have trunks. They only had bulgy noses as big as a boot that they could wriggle about from side to side. But elephants couldn't pick up things with it. Not very helpful at all. But there was one young elephant, an elephant's child, who was full of insatiable curiosity. And that means he asked ever so many questions. And he lived in Africa. The elephant's child filled all of Africa with his insatiable questioning. He asked his tall aunt, the ostrich, why her tail feathers grew just so. She strode away, clearly offended. Then the elephant's child asked his tall uncle, the giraffe, what made his skin spotty. His tall uncle, the giraffe, walked right over him with his hooves and pretended not to hear. But still, he was full of insatiable curiosity. The elephant's child asked his broad aunt, the hippopotamus, why her eyes were red, and his aunt, the hippopotamus, snorted some water on him and then disappeared for a soak. He asked his hairy uncle, the baboon, why melons tasted just so and his hairy uncle, the baboon, rolled his eyes and called him a melon head for coming up with such a silly question. But still, the elephant's child was full of insatiable curiosity. He asked questions about everything that he saw or heard or felt, or smelt, or touched until all his uncles and his aunts were properly irritated. He couldn't help himself. The Elephant's Child was still full of insatiable curiosity. One fine morning, in the middle of the procession of the equinoxes, the Elephant's Child asked a new fine question that he had never asked before. He asked, what does the crocodile have for dinner? Then everybody said, "hush" in a loud tone, and sent him out to go have a walk on his own and leave them in peace for a while. By and by, the elephant's child came upon Kolo colo Bird sitting in the middle of a thorn bush, and he said, my father has hushed me, and my mother has hushed me. All my aunts and uncles have hushed me for my insatiable curiosity, and I still want to know what the crocodile has for dinner. Then Kula Kula Bird said with a mournful cry, Go to the banks of the great grey-green, greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees, and find out. That very next morning, when there was nothing left of the equinoxes because the procession had proceeded according to precedent. This insatiably curious elephant's child took a hundred pounds of bananas and a hundred pounds of sugar cane and seventeen green crackly melons and said to all his dear family members, Goodbye, I am going to the great grey-green, greasy Limpopo River all set about with fever trees to find out what the crocodile has for dinner, and then he walked out to have his adventure and find his answer at last. It was quite warm as the elephant's child walked, so he munched on the melons he was carrying as he went along, leaving the melon rinds behind. After all, he couldn't pick up after himself with his small stubby nose. He went from Grahamstown to Kimberley, and from Kimberley to Kama's country, and from Kama's country, the elephant's child went east by north, eating melons all the time, till at last he came to the banks of the great gray-green, greasy Limpopo River all set about with fever trees, precisely as Kolokolo Kolo Bird had said. Now, you must know and understand that till that very week and day and hour and minute, this insatiably curious elephant's child had never seen a crocodile and did not know what one was like. The first thing that he found was a python rock snake curled around a rock. "'Excuse me,' said the elephant's child most politely." But have you seen such a thing as a crocodile in these parts? Have I seen a crocodile, said the python rock snake in a scornful voice. What will you ask me next? Well, excuse me, said the elephant's child, but could you kindly tell me what he has for dinner? Then the python rock snake uncoiled himself from the rock and started to slither away, saying, "'Silly child.' "'Well, that is odd,' said the elephant's child, "'because my father and my mother and my uncle and my aunt, "'not to mention my other aunt, the hippopotamus, "'and my other uncle, the baboon, "'have all told me to hush for my insatiable curiosity. "'And I suppose this is the same thing.' "'So he hollered goodbye very politely to the python rock snake, "'who was already quite a ways away.' and went on, a little warm but not at all astonished, eating melons and throwing the rind about, because he could not pick it up. Then, quite suddenly, he trod on what he thought was a log of wood at the very edge of the great grey-green, greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees. But it was really the crocodile and the crocodile winked one yellow eye open at the intrusion. "'Excuse me,' said the elephant's child most politely, "'but have you happened to see a crocodile in this area?' Then the crocodile winked the other eye and lifted half his tail out of the mud, and the elephant's child stepped back most politely because he assumed this new animal was going to hurry away and ignore him again.' but that's not what happened. Come hither, little one, said the crocodile. Why do you ask such things? Excuse me, said the elephant's child most politely, but my father has shushed me, my mother has hushed me, not to mention my tall aunt the ostrich and my tall uncle the giraffe, who is so tall that he stepped right over me, as well as my broad aunt, the hippopotamus, and my hairy uncle, the baboon, and including the python rock snake with the scalesome, flailsome tail just up the bank. And so, if it's quite all the same to you, I don't want to be ignored anymore. Come hither, little one, said the crocodile, for I am the crocodile. And he wept crocodile tears to show that it was quite true. Then the elephant's child grew all breathless and panted and kneeled down on the bank and said, You are the very person I have been looking for all these long days. Will you please tell me what you have for dinner? Come hither, little one, said the crocodile, and I'll whisper. Then the Elephant's Child put his head down close to the crocodile's musky-tusky mouth, and the crocodile caught him by his little nose, which up to that very week, day, hour, and minute had been no bigger than a boot. "'I think,' said the crocodile, and he said it between his teeth like this, "'I think today I will begin with an Elephant's Child.'" At this, the elephant's child was much annoyed, and he said, speaking through his nose like this, Let go! Then the python rock snake slithered quickly down from the bank and said, My young friend, if you do not now immediately and instantly pull as hard as ever you can, it is my opinion that the crocodile will pull you into the stream and have you for his supper. So the Elephant's Child sat back on his little haunches and pulled and pulled and pulled, and his nose began to stretch. And the crocodile floundered into the water, making it all creamy with great sweeps of his tail, and he pulled and pulled and pulled. And the elephant Child's nose kept on stretching, And the elephant's child spread all his little forelegs and pulled and pulled and pulled and his nose kept on stretching. And the crocodile threshed his tail like an oar and he pulled and pulled and pulled. And at each pull the elephant's child's nose grew longer and longer and longer. The python rock snake, seeing that the elephant's child needed some help, came down from the bank and knotted himself in a double clove hitch around the elephant child's hind legs and helped him to tug. With help from the python rock snake, elephant's child pulled, and the crocodile pulled, but the elephant's child and the python rock snake pulled hardest. And at last, the crocodile let go of the elephant child's nose with a plop that you could hear all up and down the Limpopo. Then the elephant's child sat down most hard and sudden. But first, he was careful to say thank you to the python rock snake for saving his life. Then the elephant's child was kind to his poor, sore Cold nose and wrapped it all up in cool banana leaves and hung it in the great gray-green, greasy limpopo to cool. What are you doing that for? said the Python Rock Snake. My nose is badly out of shape, friend, said the elephant's child, and I am waiting for it to shrink. Oh, then you will have to wait a long time, said the Python Rock Snake. Some people do not know what is good for them. The elephant's child sat there for three days, waiting for his nose to shrink, but it never grew any shorter. The crocodile had pulled it out into a really, truly useful long trunk, the same as all elephants have today. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the rainbow tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. If you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen, and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time.